Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. everyone welcome to big blend radio you know we love to chat with debbie stone the travel writer uh, we call her fire monkey because she is a little fire monkey she travels all over the globe and um, we talk with her every fourth tuesday on bigblendradio.com however she does so much travel that we like to get some extra little segments in with her while we can and that's what we're talking about today today we're talking about mcminnville Oregon. Nancy and I got to visit there. Um, gosh, it was like, it was about a year, maybe two years ago. And it was a last minute thing. And we went and stayed at a Tuscan uh, Inn bed and breakfast. It was beautiful, right? We could walk to the downtown of McMinnville. And then later we went wine tasting and went to the coast. But this was one of our favorite downtowns in the country so far for us. And I'm very excited because she went there she did it a lot more, and she did some of the things that we did not have a chance to do. But we're still glad we had that overnight experience because we would never have, you know, known. So welcome back, Fire Monkey. How are you? I'm doing well and uh, happy to and excited to uh, talk to you about McMinnville, especially because you can relate. <laughs> I, you know, I know we were there. It was just like one of those things. We had one night. And, you know, I talked to the innkeeper at the Tuscan Estate, and uh, Tuscan Estate is, is the name. Let me get that correct. And she's like, no, come, come, come. And we're like, okay. And the next morning, we walked the downtown, did a park out there, actually, and from the downtown, and loved all their public art. And they have that old historic theater, and they have a old quilt shop, which you rarely see anymore. And um, it is just, it was so beautiful and charming. The B&B was charming. But the night before, we went the wrong way. Can you believe Nancy and I got lost and we ended up at a a, a, a tap room and drinking beer from Oregon all night? And everybody was in there like, here, try this, try that. And I don't know how we got home to the, the B&B, but we did. But somehow we got lost and ended up drinking beer. And everybody in there, in fact, um, the lady who owns the beer place that we were in, her husband works at the museum that you went to that we didn't get to go to. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell everybody where you went, because this is some cool history of innovation, aviation. Uh, Tell everybody where you went, the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum. Yeah, Yeah. this is a museum This I think it's really very notable, very world class. Um, You know, if you're an aviation fanatic, you are an aspiring astronaut or just a history buff. I mean, it is amazing because it, they have two separate buildings, one that's devoted to the aviation, one to the, the space. And there's all sorts of aircraft, civilian, military, uh, unmanned aerial vehicles, a lot of spacecraft. Um, but the, in the Aviation Museum, that's the star of what takes center stage is the Spruce Goose. And for those who aren't uh, 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 either have, uh, maybe they're, they're not sure they know what the Spruce Goose is, it... Um, was basically uh, the baby of Howard Hughes. Um, He designed and built it, uh, built it because there was a need at the time in World War II uh, to move troops and equipment across the Atlantic. And uh, this is when German subs were sinking uh, Allied ships. And so they came up with this idea to build this particular um, 
aircraft, and it was six times larger than any other aircraft at the time, and also uh, was made entirely of wood because wartime rationing uh, of materials like steel and aluminum were, was going on. So they made it out of wood. They called it uh, Hughes's flying mm -hmm. boat, uh, and it flew only just once in 1947 in Long Beach, California, because um, by the time it was actually completed, at the price tag of 23 million at the time, this one flight wonder wasn't needed anymore because uh, for the war effort, it just wasn't needed. So uh, it was in Long Beach, California for a while. And I believe Disney had it for a while there. And then it went up for, uh, so to speak, sale or to be, you know, a museum or somebody to purchase it. And uh, the Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum uh, uh, got it. Uh, they put an offer in and they got it and had it transferred and sent to the uh, Evergreen Aviation and Space Museum. And uh, it is magnificent. I mean, it's just so cool to see it and to realize that this, you know, this was this, this thing that they created only flew just once, you know, for about, you know, uh, it said it went out up 70 feet and flew about just one mile in 26 seconds. That was it. You know, after all of this work and design and money and everything. And so it's very cool that it's in the museum, you know, in this museum. So you can, you know, there's, there's these docents there and you can ask them all these questions about it. But there's also, you know, planes from all the beginning days of, of aviation, you know, the rights and, um, you know, to the golden age and the Korean War and World War II and, so, you know, it talks about how planes were first, you know, farmers used them and then they were made for business and then for the military, you know. Mm. So that's one building. The second building is the Space Museum, which is fascinating. So, you know, you're going to go from, you know, the start of the space age of the space race to the moon and Sputnik and Explorer 1 and Gemini and Apollo Lunar Lander, etc. And, you know, it's, it to me was phenomenal. It's just got so much history and it's such a spacious, these places are so big and voluminous. It's wonderful because you walk around and you're just like in awe because they're hanging from the rafters and they're on the floor and everywhere. It's just, it's just very, very cool. I love it. And, you know, this is the thing. It's a, this history in Oregon. Uh, it is different history, even though it's in the West, it's different than what we have in the Southwest, but there's these ties like you're talking about. And so you know, you stayed in a hotel that was historic, too. So you not only go to this museum, and apparently you, you not only in aviation history did you get connected with, but some, somehow you tapped into UFO history. Am I am I right here? That, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, first of all, it's did called you beam you know, up? Hotel Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's McManamans who owns a number of hotels in Pacific Northwest. This one is McMenamin's Hotel Oregon, right on the downtown Main Street, a historic building that used to be called the Hotel Elberton. Uh, you know, it dates back to early 1900s. Um, lots of history about the building, the building, and then inside, it's fabulous. There is just photos and, you know, there is paintings and murals and all sorts of artwork. And just, I mean, it's Art Deco and wood and wonderful, a wonderful, fascinating place. Very quirky, very eccentric, but fascinating. And uh, staying there to me is just, you know, you walked around. I walked around every floor and looked at like every picture and painting. And then also that each room is 
you know, designated for somebody, uh, you know, who in history was associated with the hotel or the community. And so, you know, we were in a room that was designated for a woman named Ollie Ruffner White, who they describe and give a little information in your room, but she was this tiny little woman who was responsible for all the canning operations at her farm. And so, you know, all the jars of, of fruit and jam were, that were made were stored in the hotel's basement for later use. Wow. So it's just, it's fascinating. And then, you know, you get, you know, people, community, uh, like uh, people who were hairstylists at the hotel, uh, had a business on the first floor, you know, somebody who was a, a hotel clerk that was there, a hotel chambermaid, you know, a reporter and a journalist. And that's where you get into the whole UFO thing, because there is a famous UFO story out and there is a famous UFO fest that is done in McMinnville every year. And uh, Hotel Oregon, McMenamins, is the one that really got it going. But the story happened back in 1950. And this uh, woman, a local resident, was feeding the animals on her farm. And she saw this like bizarre disc type of object in the sky and she went to run into her husband and told him you know get your camera and <laughs> and so he Paul, Paul snapped a pair of pictures before it disappeared so the photos kind of went crazy and uh, there's a media frenzy about it and so the McMinnville UFO gave this the town this uh, special notoriety which they've celebrated with this UFO fest and every year this year it's uh, May 19th to 20th. Wow. So it connects to like, if you're into Roswell and all of that, which I love yes. Roswell. And yeah, there's just, definitely. Listen, we are all connected to the aliens. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. <laughs> William Shatner says, when you look at a newborn baby, don't tell me it doesn't look like an alien. <laughs> and so I look at that and I'm like, he's right. I can't, I can't argue that. We're all aliens. Yeah. Get over it. No, just kidding. We are David Bowie's an alien. You know he is. He just beamed back up, you know. <laughs> Elon Musk, but, well, he could be too. I'm just saying, but it seems like, you know, this is what's so cool. Would, would you say that if for history lovers, McMinnville, obviously the wine, the food, the lodgings, I mean, the downtown, like you got to meet Ben Franklin like we did, sitting on the <laughs> bench there, the sculpture of him, but... To me, I think it is something for history lovers to go to that area. You know, I think it is a wonderful place for, there's something for everybody, you know, whether it's the history, whether it's the wine, which is, I mean, incredible when you think about that. There's 250 wineries and vineyards just in the span of like 20 miles of McMinnville. But right there, there's like so many tasting rooms right in the middle of downtown McMinnville. You can go from one to the other. So it's not only the wine, and then of course there's great food, but it is this historical component. And then it, then there's also, you know, there's art there. There's a thriving art community with galleries and studios. And there's even a theater that performs live shows. And, you know, you've got, there's so much in this little tiny town of what, 30,000 people. And to me, it's, it's, that's always a wonder for people. Plus it's like, it's just like 40 miles from Portland, Oregon. So if you're in the Portland, Oregon area, it's nothing to go there. Yeah. We drove um, there from, Albany, Albany. Oh, okay. It was an easy, short drive. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we were just so, so, and I just, when we got there, I was like, this is like this idyllic little place. Yes. I mean, idyllic is the word, really, when you think about it. And just how, like, the bed and breakfast was and the downtown, and everybody was relaxed. 
people are relaxed. Friendly, very, very yeah. friendly community. And if you like yeah. to go outside, I, I mentioned that, you know, there's a bunch of trails, there's some waterfalls, there's woods, there's uh, the Erratic Rock State National Site, which is this bizarre nine, 90-ton rock that somehow got deposited there during the Ice Age flood. And so there... No, know, that was aliens, sorry. <laughs> But there's just, there's a lot there. So, you know, it's, it is a charming place. And, you know, it's a great, I think for people who are in the area, it's a great getaway destination, a wonderful weekend getaway or midweek getaway. It, I, to me, it's, it's, it just has, has a lot of different charms to it. I'm going to go back for sure. And now, you know, you, you kind of tugged at me to do that now. Uh, everyone, <laughs> visit mcminnville.com is the website if you're planning to go. And also mcmenamins.com forward slash hotel dash Oregon is the website there too. But really the article is up on blendradioandtv.com. Just type in McMinnville or Debbie Stone and you'll find the article there. Thanks so much, Fire Monkey. It's always good to hear from you and your adventures. Thanks so much. Take care.